Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South, and brought to you by Texas Pete. Chris, well, how you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty well. Got a got a big meeting tomorrow, which is cool. Got like three of those a year, and I fail most of them, so that should be fun. Um, just trying to emotionally prepare myself for the the weekend. It's going to be a big one. Um, TJ TJ Pinner said you're not allowed to make jokes ever. It's a new rule in 2022. We should That's end the show right. with my worst jokes I've ever told on stage. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, cool. Let's uh, yeah. Hashtag on to Peter. Um, should we just hop into the slate? I mean, we got a lot of games to cover here. We we're gonna finally cover a Florida cover. State game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say we're gonna cover it, but I'm sure you are. Um, I'm excited to see how many notes you have for that. Like all jokes aside, I don't. I don't. That's all off the dome, baby. Oh God. Um, we should. I feel like we should do something besides just the games. I I, I kind of want to make some like not a bold prediction, but like just what are the headlines gonna say on on Monday because Bama could lose. Harson could get fired. Jimbo's son could buy real weed. I don't know. There's so many things that could happen. What, like there, there's so many confusing games here too. What do you mean by confusing? I, what I mean just as honestly as I can be is that I have really already spent a lot of time overthinking that A&M Mississippi state line. Right. Do you see the LSU line jumped up to fucking nine? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> Tough. Um, wow. No, it's, I mean, it's a good, good, but like, this is also like when Vegas starts to catch up because like usually in the opening month, they're a little bit behind. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Got some teams that got some really tough matchups. Maybe got some other teams that maybe not a tough matchup, but you want to see a little bit more from them this week. Um, yeah. Kentucky fans. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Oh, that's not what I was going to say, but oh. um where do we want to start here? I mean, do we want to go like just in chronological order of when these games happen? Do we want to go in order of like, do you want to just do the fucking Florida state thing? I feel like no, we've been no. waiting a year and a half, two years for you to be able to talk about Florida state. Oh, that's like the last sad. game. I would think it's not, we're not going to end. Like that's not our closer. Let's open with it. Let's just do uh Georgia, Missouri. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we were we were filming the TV show today and we were going over the questions and I wasn't there for like the pre-show like production meeting where we like go over like what we think would be good topics of conversation. These are the topics from today. Do you think that Georgia will be able to bounce back from their loss? Against Missouri? Or do you think Mizzou will shock the world and beat Georgia? In what fucking like unless it's like an academic decathlon, there's no chance that happens. I don't. Let's well, not name names, but it's fine. Yeah. Let's just say There's that Nikki that's a weird topic. Uh, <laughs> what? Are you, so uh, a week ago, Georgia looked like shit for like a while in that game. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's not game Como. You don't just go in there and almost everyone does. Yeah, almost everyone. Literally. Does, right. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean Missouri. Like, I thought Drinkwitz was, was supposed to be like this really good offensive coach. Um. They can't really pass the ball or run the ball. Those are two main things that you're supposed to do. Uh, Georgia is also very good at stopping both. Um, And it just so happens that Georgia 
also has a fantastic offense, both rushing and passing. Yeah. Um, I just want Georgia again. We say this every week with Georgia because their, their spreads are, are you know, twenty eight points plus every week, but. No injuries, obviously. And then just look a little bit more crisp than you did against Kent State. I mean, we've kind of done a lot of comparing of Georgia this year versus last year. Last year's team doesn't ever have a game against Kent State where it's like a decently close score. So I want to see the killer instinct here with Georgia, just like they had against South Carolina, go into Missouri where, you know, there's a raucous crowd of 28,000 and take care of business, cover the spread. You definitely should. What are you looking for? So they're only a seven-point favorite in the first quarter. Like like most of their damage has come in the second quarter of games. Um, minus last week, obviously. I, like I, I, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when Kirby went to USC and just the, the numbers about Kirby Smart and Georgia on the road. I think they're they're twenty four and four now, or twenty three and four now um, in road games since he's become head coach. Uh, again, they haven't lost a single game on the road to an SEC East opponent. They've lost one, like four of them, I think, to the SEC West, but they haven't lost in a while either uh, to an SEC West opponent. Mizzou's not good. They're they're just not good at football. Um, Watching them in Auburn a week ago, they, I realized now that it was like it should have been a Hunger Games, like I guess pitch. You know what I mean? Like, like they one of those teams should not we we shouldn't have to watch those two teams play the rest of the year. That's fair. Yeah, I don't think I will either. That why? Yeah, I didn't think you were going to in the first place. But well, I mean, like like Luther Burden scrubbed his like Instagram of everything. Like, oh my god, this is the new I thing. Just, why, why are we doing I this? Fucking hate it. I like. <laughs> You know what I wish I'm going yeah, to get in a fight with go, my kids and scrub my Instagram of dad. Can't I'm do that. Dad. What a quote. <laughs> Man, that hits pretty close to home. It is my dad's birthday today, so that's nice. Um, you can do that. I, I'll show you the steps. But no, so like, like that's a fantastic joke, by the way. That was good. I, <laughs> that caught me off guard. Um, no, I mean, like, I, I wish that there was like, I wish that we would hit the sweet spot from like, where this would have been like the process in 2005 to like 2008 or like 2003 to 2008 when everyone was kind of going through that emo phase. And oh, like, yeah. I would have given anything to see like who has the longest hair in the sec for a quarterback. Who's wearing Dickies. Who's wearing Dickies. Who's got like their hair, like over one of their eyes. And it's just, instead of scrubbing their Instagram is posting like death cab for cutie lyrics. Who's got the uh, piercing on the corner of the lip. That's Will Levis for sure. Yeah. He's sick, dude. It's kind of anyway, banana um, stuck in there. We're just gonna beat the shit out of these people. Like, like, and I hate to say that, but the line at twenty-eight is a joke. I mean, yeah. I, like, is there some sort of stat that I'm missing where Missouri night games are no. tough? Missouri at eleven a.m. in November when <laughs> everyone's asleep. <laughs> yeah, like that entire town is just sponsored by tryptophan. It feels like That's Florida like- always loses that game. Florida is not good against Missouri or other teams. So yeah, I, I'm I'm going to take Georgia like 48 to 17. Um, hold on, I'm look at this line real quick. Make sure I make an educated guess here. Um, yeah, the lines. I think it actually went down to like 26. I'm, I would take huh. Georgia. I don't see how is Mizzou going to score 17 points. They didn't score 14 against against Auburn. 
Uh, you know, uh, even Kent State put up a, a few. Yeah, maybe right. maybe Georgia takes out the starters, backups. Yep. They're kind of over it. They're ready to the get out of Missouri. Are better than everyone on Missouri too. <laughs> so it's gonna be. I'll say forty-four to ten. Forty-four to ten. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Um, I'd say the only non-ranked matchup that we have on this on the slate is also a night game. ESPN LSU at Auburn. Hold on. Are we not going to talk about Washington UCLA? Why do you want to talk about Washington UCLA so bad? Because it's two uh, undefeated Pac-10 teams? It's like like the college football gods have just given us the most beautiful appetizer to start gambling on Friday night. Like That's true. 10.30 on Friday. That is an elite game. Oh, is it 10.30? Oh, and it's at the Rose Bowl. Actually, you know what? It's at 10.30 and it's at the Rose Bowl. That kind of sucks. <laughs> they should, you know what they should do is like they should just play flashlight tag instead of I football. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, no, I think they're in LA. They can be, you know, they can have like uh, quinoa bowls on the sidelines. What does that have to do with anything? What? Trying to watch the figure LA, you know. No? All right. Maybe I should go back to the joke where I don't become a a father anymore. Whatever the LSU Auburn thing is. Yeah, six of the six (laughs) of the dad stuff. (laughs) Uh, No, did you, did you want it? Like, are you going to be betting on that game? Is that, is that a good, because I mean, what's the, Okay, both teams no. undefeated. Right. Well, I think both of them are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Both teams undefeated. Both teams are actually undefeated, Tyler. Oh, both teams are undefeated? Yeah. So, like, so okay. there's like two, both of the opponents that are facing each other have not lost a single game this wow. year. I know, which is like a, honestly kind of a fucking record, I think, for the Pac 12. So. What is it right now? Washington minus three and a half? Mm hmm. Give me UCLA in the upset win. Yeah, right. Let's go. I'll go money line with you, bro. Too? Oh, they're not. They're coming off of Colorado, which is basically by. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. I, Have I you seen the statistics LSU on Auburn, Colorado's man. offense and defense? Every single statistic is the worst in the country. <laughs> like how? I don't know. Oh, I they're up. so bad. I mean, not literally one thirty-one, but they're in the bottom five in almost every category. It's insane. Um, oh, we had a big insider note here on the Washington game. Uh, note on the game, both teams have won all their games. No, so here's the other side of that too, Tyler. Now, when you look at this game, the end of this game, only one of these teams will still be undefeated. The one that scores more points would be my prediction. I don't know about that. You never know. Uh, Let's do LSU-Auburn. I feel like this is like kind of a fake must-win game for Hartson because I don't think he's going to have a job no matter what at the end of yeah. the year. It's more of a, hey, you must win this one or you might be fired on Sunday. Right. What does Auburn do well on offense? Oh, um, nothing. Like nothing. Robbie Ashford is fast. And there's been a couple of plays this year where like Tank Bigsby will like break a few tackles and then bounce outside. And then Robbie Ashford will be coming like around – like, like basically up the seam and then making blocks downfield for him. That is the extent of the highlights for Auburn football this year. Okay. So they're, they're, Auburn is decent at running the ball. Is what you're no, they're not. They're really bad at it. Tank well, they're Bixby definitely had, not good at throwing it. Well, okay. So Tank Bigsby had 62 yards after contact a week ago and he had 44 total yards rushing. Good God. So here's my question for you let's play a game. How, like, what will be higher? The amount of points, or let's say 
touchdowns and field goals combined that that Auburn scores. So you get one for each, right? Okay. What will be higher? The amount of those or the amount of replays of Cam Newton's run against LSU from 2010? Um, I think it's a tie. One and one. I fucking hate you sometimes. This Push. is stupid. This is a, I, why do you? Why are you the way that you are? Um, okay. Well, that's, that was supposed to be a dig at Auburn. All right, they're not going to score that much. I I think if I'm looking at this game, nine and a half at Auburn is a high. I mean, it, look, LSU has looked pretty good ever since the Florida State game. Their offense is actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense. Like against the pass is okay. They're not great at stopping the run. Both teams would prefer to run the ball. I mean, LSU with the, the legs of Jaden Daniels is actually a pretty decent running team. So that's why I would probably look at going under on this, even though it's a pretty low under of 45 and a half. I think you'll see a lot of running. Clock will be running a lot, low scoring. Both yeah. offenses not great. Well, I mean, first off, like LSU, I think is better than people realize just because I do like, too. They, they have, I think like right now, they, they're ranked 12th in the country in, in uh, total defense right behind Georgia. And they're like 20th or 21st in total offense right behind Ole Miss. Jaden Daniels has three of his four games this year. He's had over 300 total yards and zero interceptions, which he, a year ago he only had one of those. Um, the under, that makes sense because Auburn's awful. Um, I still say, and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, and I hope you guys have been paying attention, the best bet – is let me look up the second half line from uh from what do you call it for the for like for Auburn because Brian Harson has been the worst second half head coach against the spread for one ever since he became a head coach in 2013 and their last six games are only averaging three points per game in the second half they're getting outscored by double digits do they do second half lines before the game starts yeah oh what is it then I don't know. It's not listed. They definitely have it. I promise. <laughs> I looked it up last. But hold on. This is the wrong thing. Um, what the fuck is this? Anyway, that's that's the, the surefire bet. Because they just, I mean, you got to give Auburn credit because they didn't roll over and die a week ago. But, like, there wasn't a lot of positives from from that uh, from that game. I mean, the uh-huh. 217 yards of offense, and they still somehow won, but... Shout out to Jake Kennedy in the chat tuning in in the middle of a hurricane. Everyone's in a little hurricane. Does that mean like emotionally or what? Uh, he says he's a dedicated Floridian, so I'm guessing he's actually in the middle of a hurricane. So shout out Jake. Maybe want to save the battery life on the phone if you're on there. Just saying, I mean, potentially if you lose power, it'd be tough. But I'm glad you're listening and, yeah, uh, and watching, and, and we appreciate it. Um, I just think that LSU, I think they're one of the better running teams out there. I, I, I like them in this game. I don't know that I love nine and a half. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, but I, I just, I think I like the under just simply because I think both teams are going to try to run the ball. There's going to be a lot of running the clock. Weird shit's going to happen in this game because it's at Auburn Always. at night. But uh, give me LSU to win. Um, I'll go something like. LSU, 24, Auburn, 17. So I was going to say LSU, 28, 17. I, I just don't think Auburn has enough to hang with them. Um, 
maybe there's a couple of field goals. I mean, even Auburn's kicker is is down right now. So yeah, like Not I hate bad. to say it, I don't want to like pile on Auburn, even though I do. Um, but yeah, I think I think LSU. Like the I'm going to stay away from the nine. Maybe put that in a teaser or something like that. But like, or, or you bet the first half. But yeah, you said you said twenty four seventeen. Yeah, twenty four seventeen. All right, I'm going to say 20, 27, 17. All right, what do we got next? You want to jump outside the SEC real fast and go to – Not uh, ever, but okay. All right, Saturday in 3.30 on Fox, number nine, Oklahoma State, at number 16, Baylor. Baylor minus two, total 56 and a half. So if you remember last year um, – I do. The Big 12 championship game, Baylor sneaks out the victory pretty much on the last play. Oklahoma State comes up a yard short of winning that game. Um, Baylor coming off that Baylor's schedule has been actually way harder than Oklahoma state's. I believe Oklahoma state, this is their first road game of the year. They've also played basically no one. And meanwhile, Baylor's gone on the road, played an overtime game at BYU. Who's a pretty good team. They were on the road last week against Iowa state, which Iowa state's not great, but it's, it's not easy to go in there and, uh, Iowa City and or Ames or you know yeah um, so and they won that game so they uh, they're a two point favorite here at home um, Oklahoma State weird not like top ten team have you do you know outside of Spencer Sanders do you know anyone on Oklahoma State's team Derek Mason I don't know that he's I, I'll be honest with you I don't know shit about anything in this game Spencer not Sanders a... this is his thirty sixth start at Oklahoma State. Here's the stat that kind of worries me for Oklahoma State. We don't have to get too much into the game because I'm sure we'll lose people. He's having a great year. He's on pace for career highs across the board and everything. He had 11 picks last year, Spencer Sanders. Seven of them came against Baylor. Shut up. They played twice in the championship game. But still, seven interceptions for Baylor against Spencer Sanders last year. Um, He had how many total? 11. I think this is going to be a classic Big what? 12 game. I like okay. the over in this game. Both teams excel at throwing the ball. Neither team is great at stopping the pass. You got two good quarterbacks, Spencer Sanders, Blake Shapin, Oklahoma State, a top five team in pace of play, so they run a lot of plays. Hurry the fuck up. Give me the Baylor Bears to cover 31-28, and the total goes over. Um. Okay, I don't give a shit about this game. I'm going to say that Oklahoma State wins, and if they don't, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because – also, how does Oklahoma State already have a bye week? Yeah, it's weird. They're coming off a bye, aren't they? Yeah. Don't love it's, that for, for Baylor. I don't love it for the sport. Like, it's it's October 1st. Yeah. This is like if you're like running like a marathon and like three miles in, you're like, you know, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop for a second. I'm gonna get some electrolytes, I'm gonna take a sit-down pee in this porter potty, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pace myself. It's like that Andy uh from the office, and he's like, I've actually walked four marathons. It also kind of feels like uh I don't know, like th- that's not very advantageous to Oklahoma State. They haven't played anybody good, they haven't played a road game yet. Now mm-hmm. they have their bye. It's like, wouldn't you rather have that like maybe after you play like a Baylor or maybe another physical team, Oklahoma, Texas. Are there physical teams in the Big 12? Debatable, but yeah. it's a Venables team in Oklahoma, I guess. Um, anyway. I think Baylor's I was, got a much, is much more tested, so I'll take Baylor in this game. All right. I'll take Oklahoma State, and then I, that's, that's, let's move on. 
All right, Saturday, 3.30 on ABC. Number 22, Wake Forest at number 23, Florida State. FSU right now, six-and-a-half-point favorite, total 64-and-a-half. Wake Forest has won the last two matchups between these two programs, 2019 yeah, and 2021. Oklahoma State and Baylor, and then – Florida State and Wake Forest back to back. This is a this is a new new era for us. Wake Forest hasn't won in Dote Campbell since two thousand eight. Kind of crazy. Uh, Florida State canceled their classes this week, Tuesday through Friday, in preparation for the Focus. Hurricane Ian. So a lot of games have been moved around in the state. Not a lot of them are big games. So this one right now is still scheduled for three thirty on Saturday. We'll see if it gets moved. Um, for, for Florida State, Jordan Travis is one of the most improved players in the country. Um, they've got a really good offense, surprisingly. The O-line, while improved, still not great, but their wide receivers are much better than last year. Wake, one of the most frustrating offenses to watch with that slow mesh. You know, they sit yeah. there and they just oh. hold the ball in his belly for like five seconds. Typically, teams with good o, uh, D-lines can blow that up. That's why everyone picked Clemson last week to cover minus seven because it's like, hey, their D-line will dominate Wake's O-line, and then Wake goes out and puts like 50 points on, on Clemson. Yeah, uh, We'll see if Clemson's D is actually good. Sam Hartman is one it of the is. better QBs in the country. Um, they got a good receiving core. They run pace. They're just this like – if you're like a Wake Forest or, or like a, a Oklahoma State or these teams that run a lot of plays, you're, you're not going to be the most talented team in your division. Like a Tennessee, for example. Now, they're more talented than these teams, but when you play in the SEC East, you can't typically expect to have more talent than Georgia and Florida. So how do you neutralize that? Run a shitload of plays. See if you can you know, give yourselves more at-bats, essentially. Yeah. Try to tire out the other team. That's what Wake does. Also an, an annoying fact. Um, neither team has a very good defense right now. Florida State's got a lot of injuries along their D-line, so I don't love that for Florida State. I think the line's too high, honestly. Um, the game opened up, I think, two for Florida State and moved to seven, which typically you would think that'd be good for Florida State, but I don't, I don't know if I like that. That's a lot of points. Do you want it to rain in this game? Like, like are you kind of pulling I would for, say, for that kind of weather? Yeah, if it's like windy and rainy, I would love that for Florida State, absolutely. Because okay. Wake can't run the ball. They're one of the worst running teams in the country, one of the best passing teams. Florida State can run the ball and pass the ball, so I would love that. For us now, wouldn't love that if it was like hurricane weather, obviously. Well, that's what it's. I don't know how to tell you this, but it's going to be hurricane weather. I don't know. There's, there's a, not, there's not a British man named Hurricane that's coming apparently, like just down the pipe. Um, it is odd they haven't moved this like at all. Like it's just chilling at three thirty, right in the middle of the day. It's like a <laughs> like a, I, I'm getting like super super big like Lieutenant Dan vibes when he was yelling at God and that like crow's nest and like he's like. <laughs> In the rain, like that's that's what I feel like Mike Norvell is going to be doing at some point during this game. Um, <laughs> Wake's like a Wake's a fun team, and they're a good team. I don't know how good they are away from home. I mean, Hartman's only played three games, and he still has thirteen touchdowns, which is fucking absurd. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, you know, you're more of an expert about about uh, most things than I am, um, but especially about Florida State. Like the seven points, like Vegas has to know something. And also Wake is coming off like a pretty upsetting loss from a week ago, yeah. right? And physical. Um, I mean, like when you play Clemson, it's like going up, you know, on against that defense, like you come up a little battered. Yeah, I will say that they had three losses last year and all three um 
of their following games, they won. Uh, of course, oh, good. it was like the only one of them was against a ranked team. They lost by three to UNC, came back and beat a ranked NC State team by three, lost to Clemson, and then killed Boston College, and then beat Rutgers in a bowl game, which doesn't count for shit. Um, I mean, like, listen, I, I hope y'all keep this thing going. I'd probably not gonna, I wouldn't bet the spread just because it's too much. Yeah. Um, I'd probably take the over because it's been a lot of points that have been scored, especially early in Florida State's games. But this could be fun, man. If you guys start five and zero, oh, and we don't have to like, if we could both not be sad for this long into the season, or think about this: what if we live in a world where Florida State and Tennessee are undefeated, and Bama's not? That would love that world. Fuck you, Tyler. That's not. <laughs> I. You know what? Moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with the over too. Unless there's crazy weather, then don't bet it. But I'll take Florida State to sneak it out in the end by two points. Uh, 35-33. Um, Jordan Travis makes just one more play than Sam Hartman. Knowles go to 5-0. and This is a, a pivotal stretch. You got Wake, then you go on the road against NC State next weekend at night. Always a house of horrors for Florida State. They're a top-10 team right now. And you come back home right after that and play Clemson at home. This is going to tell a lot about Florida State. You know, if we can go 2-1 and one in this stretch, I'd be thrilled. So... Well, um, I know that we're all going to take this very seriously when you come back at five and zero and and explain how big of a gutsy win against Wake Forest it was. We're all taking it seriously. We're all on your side. Saturday three thirty on CBS, number two Alabama. No, yes. what what is wrong with the way you order things? Yes. All right, you want to okay. talk about A and M Mississippi State? Well, I mean, one of those is the game of the week. What about Kentucky Ole Miss? We could definitely talk about that because I had a, a a day with the Kentucky fans on social media. All right, why don't we do that then? Saturday, 12 p.m., ESPN, number seven, Kentucky, at number 14, Ole Miss. Ole Miss currently a seven-point favorite, total 53.5. This game opened up at minus four. There has been sharp money on Ole Miss to drive it to minus seven. Um, a lot of people betting the under. A lot of sharp action on the under. That's yeah. come down from 55.5. First time this has been a ranked matchup since 1958. Wow. Kentucky looking for back-to-back 5-0 starts for the first time in over 70 years. Jesus. Ole Miss trying to extend a 12-game home winning streak, which is the longest they've had in over 60 years. So, Also, real quick, this would be, if Kentucky wins, this would extend their winning streak to nine games, which would be the longest they've had under Stoops. Love it. So a lot on the line for both teams. Story for Kentucky this year has been defense like it usually is under Mark Stoops. Um, the O-line, which their O-line coach left in the offseason. Where'd he go, Chris? I don't know. He went to Bama. You should oh, know yeah, that. totally. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, their, their O-line hasn't been good. Will Levis was sacked five times last week. Do you know who they played last week? Yeah, Northern Illinois. They also, they, they've given up, I think, at least... Uh, let me check these notes here because I've... I've did this in my notes. Hold on. This is going to be worth it. So I'm going to, I'm going to do what I always do, which is I've insulted Kentucky and I'm going to lean into it. Um, he was sacked five times. It had 16 total. It's last in the SEC. They also had yep. a turnover for the ninth game or ninth time in their last 10 games. Um, I, I mean, I like they were outgained in rushing yards for the third time this year. It's not like they played like a murderer's row. Like I said this on, on Mike Bratton's podcast yesterday, and I, I have been catching heat for it all day on Twitter. They've been tagging Vince Morrow, the, like the coach, and and Will Levis, like their fans have, like all day. For what? 
Because I said, I'm going to be honest, I think I think Kentucky kind of sucks. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I don't think they're they're worthy of where they're ranked right now. I don't know if they suck. They've played Miami of Ohio, mm-hmm. and that was that score was 14, I'm sorry, 13 to 10 at the half. They played okay. Florida um, and won by 10. They played Youngstown State. And last week they played Northern Illinois and beat them by a whopping eight points, which is less than Vandy beat them by. They were also at home and it was tied 14-14 at, at the half. I, I do like where your head's at. Their, their offense isn't good. No. They not so at all. you not only has Levis been sacked the most in the SEC, second most in the nation. They're giving up a sack rate of 12.66%, which is 127 out of 130 teams. That's so bad. They so do bad. get uh, one of their starting guards, Deshaun Manning, back. Plus, even bigger for them this week, they get Chris Rodriguez back finally. Mm-hmm. He's off of a four-game suspension. Thus far, they've been one of the worst running teams in the country. They're averaging 2.7 yards per carry as a team. That's it. They've had a, their, their, I think their season high for a game is 103 yards. Not great. Now, Levis, we've done some hating on Levis over time, and I guess people are tagging us for that. Um as, as far as QB ratings, he's been decent. 10 touchdowns, four picks. He's top 10 in yards per attempt, top 12 in passing explosiveness for Kentucky. So they like Levis throwing it down the field with the big arm. Um, they've had some success with that last week. Tavian Robinson had a pretty decent week. Freshman Barry and Brown. Ole Miss defensively, they're not very good against the run. But oh, Kentucky for, has- no, that is factually incorrect. They had a bad game a week ago. They were leading the SEC in rush defense uh, with yards per carry allowed the week before. Now, they did yeah. give up over six yards of carry to Tulsa, which was the most they've given up in two calendar years, but still. <laughs> no, you're right. They were good before that. Um, they're also very good at expl- uh, defending explosive passes, which is good against Kentucky, or just defensive explosive in general. Um, mm-hmm. Offensively, Ole Miss kind of been a weird year for like a Kiffin offense. They've been pretty bad in the passing game. Jackson Dart, not been good. 174 yards a game passing. Passer rating of 148.84 puts him at 53rd in the country. Kentucky is always pretty good at stopping the pass. Um, They're allowing a passer rating of 97.96, which is eighth in the country, right behind Bama in front of teams like A&M and Georgia. So this game is going to come down to the running game. Now, I haven't seen the latest news, but I've heard that Zach Evans will not be playing in this game. Why? He got injured last week against Tulsa. Totes, okay. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins, which is a fantastic name. Mm-hmm. Um, That's he's like a averaging name. over six yards per carry, just like Zach Evans is. Um, they're running the ball 65% of the time at Ole Miss right now, and they have a top 10 rushing offense. So that's a good thing for them. What's the prediction on the game? I, I don't know if Ole Miss covers the, the six. Also, shout out to Hottie Tidy Strohs from, from Twitter. Um, and I think she's on Locked On Ole Miss for this hat that she sent me today, which couldn't have come at a better time. Listen, I love Mark Stoops. I love the story at Kentucky. I love like how, how unrelenting, unrelenting he is in terms of, of like having a chip on his shoulder, chip on his shoulder and like, always feeling like he has to to prove someone wrong. It's like he never it's I feel like winning never gets old for him. 
He always feels like he has something to prove. And I, and I love that. Um, and it's a really fun program. It's a fun fan base. But the bottom line is they've looked like shit. Like they beat Florida, right? Florida almost lost to USF. And then here's the bigger issue. When you look at like their actual numbers, like who's their leading receiver? Tavion Robinson? Mm-hmm. So he's he's leading the team with 320 yards uh, or 320 receiving yards and like on like 23 catches. Right? You know how many he had against our on our in a road game or against a power five team in the one they played? Mm-mm. Against Florida, he had one reception for zero yards. Ooh, that's not good. No, it's not. Will Levis, when you look at his numbers on the road, and they've been consistently bad over his career, but this year he's he's over 65% and 300 yards in every single game at home. He's had multiple touchdown passes. Against Florida on the road, he is 13 of 24 for 54 yards or 54% and 202 yards. Ugh. And of course, it was one touchdown and one interception. Like consistently, this like they have not done well on the road. And, and the other issue is this like Ole Miss, you talk about like their defense. Last week they had zero sacks, and that was only the second time they haven't recorded a sack in the last two seasons. They've been really good on defense. They they have only allowed 13 points before that game against Tulsa. It's not like Kentucky's offense is, is crazy good. Um, they had a 100-yard rusher for the fourth straight game, which is the first time this century. I, like, I, I just don't see what Kentucky has. And, and Chris Rodriguez is a great running back, but I don't know what he really adds, especially when a team like this who's had a really big issue turning the football over, that kid fumbles – more than like that kid that kid fumbles more th- more than like biden through a sentence like it is really bad really bad um so i like two bets in this game i'm gonna take old miss to win the game i'm I sorry hold on they- tavian robinson played running back in that game that's why i only had one reception i apologize did he they had 70 total yards rushing in that game they also had 50 the week before on 26 carries against miami of ohio so i don't care who they throw back there I, I mean, they don't have enough. They don't have enough. Yeah, the O line's not not been great. So there's two bets I like in this game. I'll also pick a score. Love the under in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect I expect Ole Miss to run the ball a bunch. Even though if Zach Evans is out, I expect him to be. That's a dynamic piece that you don't have. Um, and plus, I just don't love their pass offense against Kentucky's pass defense. Mm-hmm. You get Chris Rodriguez back for Kentucky who averaged four yards uh, a clip after first contact last year, heavily needed for an offensive line that's struggling, especially in the run game. That's going to help Kentucky's offense, but I still don't think they're going to put together a ton of sustained drives. So I'll take Ole Miss 24-20 to win, not cover, and then go under. My bet on the game would be Ole Miss first quarter minus three. Hold on, hold on. Listen, I want to reiterate one thing. Because we have, we have, and I love, I love that we have the comments, and those – Ole Miss helmets look stupid as shit. So Kevin Barry said that Kentucky isn't allowed to have a bad game, according to Chris. That's not what I'm saying. And I want to reiterate, I love Kentucky. I like, listen, if they win this weekend, that'd be awesome. It would be great for the program. I love all of those things. Like they go along with what they have, like what Mark Stoops has put in place and the records they continue to break year after year. At the same time, this like outpouring of like anger from like the fans that like I'm somehow like not seeing something, not have a good game, like they, I, Ole Miss squeaks by Tulsa is, is what is what I was said. You know what they did in the other games before that? They were outscoring outscoring their opponents over like a hundred and two to like three in the first half of games. They were like 
18 points. They won by 18 points. They won by 56. They won by 42. They won by 98 combined points in their last two games combined. They've put up a ton of points. They haven't given up a ton of points until a week ago. And by the way, that Tulsa team, their quarterback is leading the country in, in yards. I think it's like in yards per game. That's not like a nobody. That's not Miami of Ohio. That's not Northern Illinois. Right. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope it's a great game. I just don't see how it will be. Yeah, I, I, I look. I mean, Ole Miss is is favored by a touchdown, so clearly Vegas thinks that Ole Miss is a better team because even if you took out home field advantage, they'd still be a favorite. Um, I like Ole Miss first quarter minus three. You just mentioned it. Ole Miss, like before the half, has been incredible. They've been a very fast starting mm-hmm. team, bad finishing team, almost like an Auburn, but. Auburn doesn't start fast either. Not really. They they just had like it was just last week. Kentucky last week were, it was really bad. Kentucky has scored 14 first quarter points in their first four games. Yep. They've so, done well in the second half and they've made yeah. a lot of good halftime adjustments, which is coaching. But that, that part is legit. So that's why I like my bet for the game. Like I, I, I think Kentucky could win this game. So I, yeah, I'm, this isn't sure. some like lock of the week. I think Ole Miss will win. Love that they're at home. I think it's low scoring. Um, I like Ole Miss minus three in the first quarter. They've, they've been two totally opposite teams in the first quarters of games. So that's where I'm going with my bets. What's your pick? Uh, I'm going to take Ole Miss. I'm going to say, what was your score? 24, 20 Ole Miss. All right. So I'm going to say Ole Miss 28, uh, to, to 23. I think, I think it's still, I mean, it should be a good game. And I will say this too about Kentucky. We don't like if you would have told me going into this game, especially against Lane Kiffin and his offense, that Kentucky would have the best player not only on the field but at the quarterback position far and away. Kentucky does have like especially with Zach Evans out, they have the it factor for for skill position players and and like the guy that can go win you a game and, and Will Levis and Chris Rodriguez beyond. So there you go. And I can assure you that there's no uh, personal hatred towards Kentucky from this podcast. If anything, I if anything, I, I I prefer Kentucky to win the SEC East over anybody. Really, I mean, every year, every year. <laughs> yeah. I, but I just I don't get like. Remember in the in the preseason, I kept saying I was like, I don't see how you replace all of that talent on the offensive line. I feel like they're going to struggle in the run game, and lo and behold, they have struggled in the run game. I I don't I don't understand how like I. It's I don't mean the sack Sack rate is the, like one of the worst in the country right now. So the O-line's got some work yep. to do. That's all we're saying. Uh, before we move on, Chris, let's take a quick time out to talk about some of these spicy plays that we're playing on the board this week. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Texas Pete. Texas Pete. It's got the spice and the flavor that's kicking this football season up a notch. If you haven't tried the original hot sauce or their new traditional barbecue sauce, run. Don't walk to grab yourself a bottle today. Unless Visit it's slippery. Texas- Right. Obviously, you wouldn't want to, of course. Visit texaspeat.com for recipes and hot apparel. Plus, take 20% off your entire order with promo code UNCENSORED. Win big with Texas Pete when you downset sauce. Like you mean it. Chris, I cannot wait. I'm going to be in Austin, Texas this weekend. Yeah, what the hell? I'm going to be putting Texas Pete on everything. I'm in Texas. How could I not? You know that apparently the, the sauce is made in North Carolina? I know it's still America. It's still made in the USA, which is, I mean, fucking. You're, well, you can get a hot sauce, right? 
I don't know. I probably shouldn't go down that road. Um, Yeah. (laughs) In some countries, they make hot sauce that kills people. So Jeff Rollins says, still sitting on a Peter. Uncle Chris, yes, of course. You still on a Peter? Yeah. I'm. Hold on. I don't hate Kentucky. What are we fucking talking about? I think that was just a joke from B. Sumner's 90. Um, Um, 37 and 11. That is that's so a Peter seventy seven percent. That's a big old Peter. Yeah. Um. So hashtag on a Peter. Um. Yeah. Go to texaspeat.com. Go get you some traditional barbecue sauce. It's a new sauce they have. Oh, you know, they also have like honey mustard and and several different types of barbecue, like like regional based barbecue. We should do like like Saturday tailgate stuff. Like post maybe in the Facebook group or somewhere else that's not the Facebook group because I hate the Facebook group. Um, and then we, I don't know, like like post like whatever you're tailgating with that day um, with some ingredients because I don't know how to cook. And then and go from there. Samuel Chef said it's uh, Texas Pete's Winston-Salem. I think we've got a sneaky Wake Forest fan in the, in the chat here tonight. Um, thanks for listening, we Sam. Rate, we should rate the ad reads. Um. I don't like so if you were to go buy something that you really wanted, like say a honey mustard based hot sauce or maybe the new traditional barbecue sauce, would you buy it at full price or would you want 20% off? Like, would you, which one would you rather do? I would just knowing my financial history, I would try to buy it at 160% over market value. Right. That's fair. Um, I'd rather go. It's better. 20%. So all you got to do, Chris, you go in there, you type in the promo code uncensored, 20% off. That's all you need to do. And well, and also, I don't know if you saw the email. You're supposed to send in an order of whatever you wanted. And then we're going to start giving it away to the fans. Oh, I thought they were just going to send me a sampler, kind of like a, you can get those little sampler plates when you go out to like an Outback or something like that. The like free ads. Box, you come out like a sushi platter. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go to texaspeed.com. Get whatever you need, hot apparel, recipes, sauces, promo code uncensored. Let's get back to the games, Chris. Do we want to just, do we just want to go to, I don't know, Clemson? You want to go to Clemson? What, what else do we have from the SEC? What am I missing? We've got here? Mississippi State. Let's go Mississippi got, State A&M. All right. Saturday, this is a 4 p.m. game, SEC Network. This uh, sucks. That this is, like, none of the scheduling makes any fucking sense. Yeah, the, I hate that this game is at 4 o'clock. Um, number 17, Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Unranked Mississippi State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Total 45. Texas A&M, after the absolutely stunning loss to Appalachian State, uh, 17-14, come back, get a home win over what was then number 13 Miami, now unranked Miami. And then number 10, Arkansas. Now number, what, 20, Arkansas. Uh, yeah, we can, hold on real quick. Let's talk about that for a second. How in the fuck did Arkansas drop 10 spots by losing by two points in a in like in a, a, a game not at home off of a field goal that hit the top of the crossbar? Or not crossbar, the goalpost, whatever it's Yeah, called. the goalpost, yeah, which is something I've never seen ever. No, I've seen a lot of doinks in Bama's day and a lot of other field goals that didn't even come close to hitting anything. But that was, yeah, that, I mean, that's, but like, how do you drop 10 spots? 
It's a good question, uh, especially when it felt like they kind of had that game in hand um, until KJ Jefferson literally lost it out of his hands and then yeah. went the other way. Um, obviously, a, you know, A&M coming off the big win. They, they do have Bama next week, so this is an interesting spot for them. They're on the road. Last season, Mississippi State knocked off uh, Texas A&M 26-22 in College Station, so there is probably a little bit of revenge on Texas A&M's mind here. Uh, they replaced Haynes King, who wasn't good, with Max Johnson, who is also not very good, but he's better than Haynes King. Um, last season, or, or since he started, he's 21 of 41 for 291 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. In two that's, games. That's in two games. So, again, not great. Hold on. Um, what did Miami give up a week ago? Way, way more. I think there was only 16 completions and there was like over 400 yards passing. <laughs> How is that even possible? It's, it's massive, massive plays, including one like 98 yard touchdown pass. Right. Um, Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. This is important. Um, Davis Walker said they lost their dignity. Jesus Christ. This kid, Chase Cunningham, which is the most middle Tennessee blue Raider name ever was 16 of 25 for 408 yards. <laughs> Right. Anyway, so, you know, the fact that Max Johnson at home wasn't quite there, um, a bit concerning. Uh, you've got Devin Shane, who had a great game against Arkansas, 159 yards, was pretty much the reason why Texas A&M came out with the victory outside of the big turnover. Um, Aeneas Smith, out for the year. Yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. I, like, that kid, it, like – it sucks for a lot of reasons. One, because that kid's a fantastic football player and he's so much fun to watch. It also sucks because this is what I was alluding to on Sunday. This offense has not been great at, at getting the ball to different play players and like showing any kind of creativity. Now credit them because they found ways to win and that's what's most important. But I told you a week ago, they had 54 total plays against Arkansas. A-Chain and Max Johnson combined for 47 of those touches. Only six players had a, an offensive touch, like a reception or a rush in that game. And A-Chain had, I believe, 22. So that is going to be like your your focal point this week, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, it's oh. also Devon A-Chain. It's not Devin. You idiot. My bad. Um, but That was very Alfred Georgia of me. My, my apologies. Trevor Garson makes a really good point. He said, "We're the least favorite thing is when people re re oh. retroactively downgrade big wins later in the season. We broke their spirit. Yeah, go. yeah it's what Bama did to Texas, if you think about it. Anyway, but like I, this is a good defense. We've talked about this a little bit this season. Mississippi State is a, is a lot better all around as a football team, not just like as an offense. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they have a pretty good defense as well. Now, you're right. There's been no other Texas A&M player outside of Evan Stewart, who had more, who has more than five catches this year. That's stupid. And Ian Smith led in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. He breaks his fibula against Arkansas. Get well soon. Uh, Evan Stewart, who's a true freshman, five star. He's next up. Thirteen receptions, 141 yards, and a score uh, for the year. So that's going to be a problem. Uh, Texas A&M. Obviously, we know. Mississippi State loves to throw the ball. That's a leech staple. Texas A&M, they've got the 10th ranked passing defense. They're only giving up mm -hmm. 153 yards a game. 
It's going to be tested against a guy named Will Rogers, who is passing for 346 yards a game, 16 touchdown passes, tied for first in the FBS with North Carolina's Drake May and Ohio State's CJ Stroud. How do you see this one playing out? So my biggest concern is this. I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to touch this game from a betting standpoint because that line scares the shit out of me. But I will say we know that Mississippi State is capable of beating AM because they did it a year ago in College Station. That being said, I like what I what I struggle to figure out is how is AM outside of something like a week ago where you have the kind of like a freak fumble return for a touchdown and that and then you score 23 unanswered. I don't see that happening every week. It, I mean, it doesn't mean like I'm not taking credit away from like what they were able to do and get that win against a very good Arkansas team. But Mississippi State has scored in 15 of their 16 total quarters this year. They consistently put up points every single like point of the game in every game they played, especially early in games. I have a very big concern that if if in this situation, especially on the road with all those annoying ass cowbells, that if AM gets down again, especially by two scores, I don't think they're built to come back from that. Now that you have like your possibly your best player coming into the season is also out. You know what I mean? Right. So they have got to figure out a way to get ahead early or at least not get behind by more than one score. Um, turnovers will be at a premium. Um, but that, that listen, A&M's defense hasn't missed a beat since they, they lost uh, Elko to Duke. I mean, I mean, they've been really good, especially in the secondary. So we'll see how it goes. I, the big question for me also is Mac, jo- Max Johnson isn't great um, at, at like reading the blitz and, and understanding when he's under pressure and the pockets collapsing. Um that's according to Greg McElroy. I have no idea. I'm just restating what he said. Okay. But Zach Arnett is going to blitz and blitz and blitz all night. So they've got to figure out a way to to basically like loosen up that defense, maybe screen passes or, or something like that. I will say Jimbo is the king at calling the perfectly timed screen. Um, like smoke screen when dug from the truth or what? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going with. Um, I think Mississippi State wins this game. I think Mississippi State covers this game, but not by much. Uh, I got 24-20 Mississippi State. Um, I think the the game goes under. Pace of play is extremely slow. It's kind of been talked about ad nauseum at this point for A&M. I think the lower scoring game, the better for Jimbo. He's going to want to keep it low scoring pretty much in any game, considering the offense and losing Aeneas Smith. Um, They're going to have to run the ball to win. Devon Mm -hmm. Shane. Gonna have to really good have a really good game here. Honestly, I think it'd go either way, but because it's like a pseudo night game, it'll be nighttime pretty quick there. Um, if it starts at four, well, three, maybe not. What the fuck are you talking about? It, time zones, man. I'm not good at time zone math. Um, <laughs> uh, I just think you know, being on the road, I'll take Mississippi State to, to win a close game, twenty four twenty. All right, I'm gonna. I'm only doing this because Trevor Garza is. We're, we're on a. We're on a Peter. Uh, I'm gonna take A&M. Uh, what was? Hold on. What was the score you had? Twenty-four twenty Mississippi State. Okay, so um, I'm gonna take A&M against my better judgment, or at least to cover. Uh, and and I don't know how they can put up enough points, but if they they've got to get to twenty-one plus in this game because because Mississippi State definitely will. Um, one thing about Mike Leach too, though, if you think about it, he doesn't really have like like I don't I don't feel like Mike Leach ever comes out with like a flea flicker or some kind of like crazy game plan or trick plays. It's just 
he runs the offense and runs it like ad nauseum. Um, it's like that, you know, it's like Novocaine or whatever, like just keep doing it. And it works. I'm going to say Jimbo somehow gets a win, keeps this train rolling. And then next week we're going to do our best to get Kip on this podcast. Uh, so I'm going to take A&M 20, 27 to 24. I hate okay. everything I just did. Except for getting Kip on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Uh, all right. We've got a couple games left. What do we have left? We've got the Bama game, and then we've got Clemson, NC State. Let's do Clemson, NC State. And guys, so we, so we still have a bunch of people in the in the comments here. Um, if there's anything y'all want us to talk about or any games you want us to preview or, or whatever, gambling advice, hit us up in the comments and let us know as well. All right. Saturday night, 730, ABC, number 10, NC State at number five, Clemson. Clemson, minus six and a half, total 39 and a half. What? 30. That's not real. That's real. The, for both teams. For both teams. There's no fucking. I'm way. already questioning it. Let me just log. Why? In. Let me just log into my gambling account. Thirty nine and a half. Well, I'll tell you why. Because both defenses, at least, are supposed to be good. While we look for this, no. No, I found it. it. It's it's thirty nine and a half at forty. Yeah. Uh, Clemson has been a double-digit favorite in each of the last nine meetings between these two teams. Um, obviously, this year, not going to be the case. Uh, they opened as a six-and-a-half-point favorite, did Clemson, stayed around then. The, to- the total opened at 46. It has been bet way down to 39-and-a-half. Now, part of this may be that is in the track of the hurricane. Now, it's not supposed to be a bad. It's probably going to be like a tropical storm at that point. So with the weather, wind, rain could have a factor here. NC State 4-12 and against the spread in its last 16 games on the road. Um, NC State on offense hasn't been as good this year as many predicted with their QB, Devin Leary. He's only averaging 7.1 yards per attempt, which is good for 80th in the country, so not going deep very often. They try to run the ball too much with pretty little success. Um, mm-hmm. They get a lot of criticism for that from Dave Doran, just kind of not utilizing the talent that you have at QB. Defensively, though, they've been very good. Their only weakness has been stopping explosive plays, so that's something to watch here. Um, Clemson, they had some signs of life on offense last week with DJU. Now it's a much some taller signs task. Of life. They put up like fucking fifty something points, and he had five touchdowns. That would be considered a sign of life, yes. You are so pessimistic. I don't know how that's pessimistic, but uh, you got a taller task. Wake Forest does not have a good defense. NC State, on the other hand, does, so we'll see. Um, but DJU probably had his best performance since probably that in, uh, Notre Dame game last year, or 2020, I should say. Will Shipley probably need, going to need to have a big game here. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson's defense, I don't know. I mean, they needed all those touchdowns last week against Wake, considering they gave up six passing touchdowns themselves against Sam Hartman. Yeah. Uh, they gave up 40 points to an ACC opponent for just the fourth time in eight years last week. Now, last week, all this talk about Clemson, they're, they're you know, they've st- taken a step back this year. They're going to continue to take a step back. They've won nine straight. Um, they've won 38 of their last 40 conference games. Um, now they did 
lose to NC State last year. But they have pretty much dominated NC State recently in Clemson, winning eight yeah, straight. Like eight of the last ten, right? Yeah, and they've won eight straight at home. Um, I'll go first here. I think Dave Doran is going to need to break tendency when it comes to running the ball too much and just attack that that Clemson secondary that has proven to be a weakness this year. Um, now, if it is windy and rainy, that's going to hurt this cause. So that's something to watch. But um, I think NC State's off or defense has the ability to keep Clemson's offense at bay. Um, so even though it's, I, I would take over because 39 and a half is ridiculous. I mean, that's like Iowa Rutgers last week was like a 30 yeah. something and they went over. I think Clemson wins the game. I don't think they win by a touchdown, though. I'll go Clemson 27, NC State 24. NC State keeps it close, but Clemson wins on a late field goal. Um, grumpy comps are here. So, okay. Like, I feel like you just – you were so many backhanded compliments for Clemson. First off, DJ had 371 yards passing, and that's 160 yards more than he's had in any other game this year. He had five, four or five touchdowns. I, like, if I'm a Clemson fan, especially with what I saw – the entire year, like a year ago, and all the talk about DJ and his confidence, I would much rather have won that game that way than 10 to 7 or some like offensive struggle where you you weren't able to get anything going against the bad defense, like you were saying. Um, NC State is ranked eighth in the country in scoring defense. They've played UConn, Texas Tech at home. Um, East Carolina. East Carolina, that was on the road. And then who's the other one I'm missing? It was, uh, I think, Vandy. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was Charleston Southern. So when you're talking about them playing games against Power 5 opponents, they played one. Just one. They beat them by 13 uh, at home. On the road, you kind of alluded to this, they don't play well. This this team collapses like just, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a good analogy right now. Think of something. Kanye West's like personal life. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. This collapses more than Kanye West's personal life. Um, that's good. That's kind of fucked up though. Yeah. But also, I mean, think about kind of how weird he is now. Yeah. You know, he said he never read a book. Like, I believe he, that. I mean, like, can he not read? No, he can definitely fucking read you idiot. Seems like you wouldn't read books if, you couldn't read. Man, I mean, I'm, not, yeah, right, I'm not trying right, to make fun of Back him. to the like, game. I don't know. Um, NC State played one game on the road this year, and it was against East Carolina, and they won by one point. And that was because East Carolina missed two field goals, and then the kicker who missed the field goal got cucked on Instagram, and his girlfriend left him for some other dude at the tailgate, which is one of the most fucked up stories I've ever heard. You didn't see that? I did that? not hear this. Oh my God. As that kid missed the field goal, his girlfriend was taking a picture with this dude at like the tailgate, then like there's a, a second picture of them like in like the same like setting and they're like making out and he sent he tagged the kid in it and was like you lost twice today bro which is horribly fucked up horribly fucked up oh like I, I didn't even think that was funny just it was ugh. anyway for that reason since NC State's already ruined one kid's life um, I do love the question about do we think that Dabo's gonna pop a hammy running down that hill what in I the hope fuck he does. is that about what is what's his problem. Why does he do that? I don't know how one, if if you're not a Clemson fan, how you could like Davo. If you're eight years old and you're allowed to come out with the team or you're 
I don't know, a player that's playing in the next game. All of that makes sense. But if you're a 50-something-year-old white dude with just the daddest bod of all dad bods, that's always wearing khakis and a sweatshirt, which is just the universal sign of I've given up. I, it'd be it'd be awesome if he pulled a hammy, to be honest. I kind of um, feel like Dabo might be like the Ricky Fowler of college football. I don't know if I like that at all. He's he wears the orange, obviously, but like only little kids probably think he's cool. And he's also cool anymore. Well, he's no, no, he's not. Uh, right. He's not very good. He's like about to lose his tour card, probably. And I mean, he also looks big. like he's like kind of losing a little bit. He's like gained some weight. He's got a mustache now. Okay. I would say Patrick Reed is Davos going to be. But either way, I think Clemson wins this game. I think they cover the spread. Um, this game, if it's if it's rainy, if it's gross, it'll be eerily similar to that game against uh, Notre Dame in 2015. It's a great weekend of football, my favorite day I've ever had. Um, I think Clemson will win. I think they'll cover the spread. They're at home, man. And NC State does not – I just don't think that they're made to, to play against a team that, that that's that physically tough. And I'll tell you the other thing, too. Missing Brian Brzee in the in the center of that defense, they're still trying to figure out a couple of things on that defensive line. That's the the least concerning thing I, or unit I would have on this entire team, besides maybe the secondary. They'll be fine. So I'll take Clemson. Um, what was the over under? Oh yeah, I'll take Clemson twenty four to thirteen. Okay. Uh, last game here, Saturday three thirty. The CBS. Oh, what game. was yours? I had Clemson 27-24. Yeah, I think I'm going to change mine to a little bit higher scoring. But anyway, all right. All right. Um, last game here, Saturday, 3.30 on CBS. Number two, Alabama at number 20, Arkansas. Arkansas, a 17.5 point home underdog. Total 61. Um, let's see here. Crimson Tide open as a 14.5 point favorite before... Uh, obviously a ton of betting came in on them. Now they're 17 and a half. So there's been some bets on the under, which has, which has shifted a bit. The under is seven and one in Arkansas's last eight games played in week five. Probably a meaningless stat, honestly. What? Um, <laughs> this is one of those weird ones you get from Odd Shark, you know? Yes, uh, this is a red out game in Fayetteville. Everyone's That's the wear dumbest red. shit I've ever heard. Isn't that what they always wear? <laughs> yeah. And they're also, Bama does too. I, it's just a very similar shade. I, I don't get it. Saban's never lost Arkansas, has he? Not once. Uh, 15 consecutive wins against Arkansas for Alabama, though only 8-7 and seven against the spread in that same span. Uh, the game last year was close. Alabama won by touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Gave up 35 points, the most they've given up to Arkansas since that winning streak started. But little misleading. Alabama had 671 total yards, and I think Arkansas Bryce was like Young had 559 yards passing. Yeah, it's the most yards they've had against a ranked opponent in the Nick Saban era. Um, Arkansas coming off a tough loss against AM, where they led 14 to nothing, gave up 23 unanswered, missed the kick. We already talked about it. Went off the top of the goalpost. Bama crushed Vandy last week. I don't know if there's a ton you can take from that, except that Bama was back to doing Bama things. Um, okay. Let's talk about Bama on the road. Okay. Hold point. on before we start doing this. Cause this is what I just spent like hours and hours and hours on. I need everyone to do me a favor in this 
in this current live view or whatever. I just finished editing this stupid video. It took me forever because I have I don't know how to do all the video editing stuff. I worked really hard on it, and I really hope you guys post it on your fridge metaphorically. I'm gonna post it after this, but it's the it's a preview of like the the numbers to know for for Bama, Arkansas this weekend. And a majority of it is Alabama on the road versus Alabama at home, specifically in their last five power five games for each. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't actually, I did mean to cut you off because I wanted, I didn't want you to steal what I've been working on all day. Here are the numbers of Bama on the road versus Bama at home. Okay. Bama has had there's first off, they're a 17 and a half point favorite on, on, in, on the road right now in their last five games against power five opponents at home. They've had a scoring margin of, 22.8 points per game. They're beating teams by three, three touchdowns on the road. Right. And those last five games on the road were Florida, A&M, Mississippi state. Um, what am I missing? Auburn and Texas. Their scoring margin is 8.4. That's it. Uh, and that's with a 40 point win at Mississippi state. Yeah. They, Think about they that. won this year against Texas by one. They won okay, hold on, two. No, no. They four of those five games, four of the five, have been by three points or less that they've won, and they lost one to AM. Right. So since 2017, there have been 15 total games that Bama has played where either they lost, there were six losses, and then nine games where they won by a touchdown or less. Right, just 15. 12 of those 15 combined came on the road. Seven of the nine. Games where they won by a touchdown or less were on the road, and five of the six losses were on the road. In those last five games, this is this is like over the last year and a half, which where we've seen a big difference in how Bama's executed on like on like away from home. And it's not just the offense, right? Like they're they're averaging hundred yards less per game um, on of total yard or of total offense, ten points per game less on the road versus at home. They're also averaging ten penalties a game, double digits, and they've set a record two separate times in those five games for most penalties in a, uh, in, in a single game, also most yards in most single penalties against Texas they had 15. Um, they've been bad. I mean, they've been bad. They, they, they're every, which way you look at it, Bryce young, his, his numbers, he's averaging 75 yards less through the air per game, almost four yards less uh, in yards per attempt. And his completion percentage is 71% at home. It's only 60 on the road. Why the fuck did would Bama cover a 17 and a half point spread? If you bet on that, I, you're an idiot. Bama's also one and four against the spread in those last five games away from home. I'm going Bama with the cover. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to take, I mean, I said this. Not really Bama, Why? Okay. So uh, Arkansas had success against Bama last year. Admittedly, Bama's defense is way better this year. And who was the one guy that torched Bama last year? Traylon Brooks. Hold on. What? Yeah, where's he at? I don't know. The who who on this done. Arkansas offense and the receiver core scares you? None. Not, not, not Maybe Trey Knox if they can get him in space. I just don't see Arkansas putting up a ton of points in this game. And they're not very good on defense. I mean, I, I like, can they... Aren't they one of the worst run-stopping teams in the country? No, 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 no. That's it's pass defense. The They're pass. ranked 126 okay. in pass D, and that's that's up five spots from a week ago when they were 131. Right. They're bad at tackling. They mm -hmm. don't stop the pass. 
You got Bryce Young. Now, we the Baron receivers got to step up and get some separation here. It's something to watch, obviously. But couldn't you see something like Bama 35, Arkansas 17? That's a cover. Yeah, for sure. And Bama's defense has played really, really well. I, this comment, by the way, we're going to address this later about Vandy shouldn't count as a Power 5 opponent. Is I love you, Jeff Rollins, but that's a dumb statement. Anyway, Bama, like Bryce has been able to win a majority of those games and, and put up a lot of good numbers, like, you know, especially in the second half of those games that come from behind, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Like that game was close last year and it took Traylon Burks having like 150 yards. It took a fake, fake field goal for a touchdown. Um, there are a lot of things that had to go their way. I think Bama fumbled like on the one yard line at one point or something. Maybe like the one thing that worries me if I'm Bama is they have not done well. Like, like just the mental errors they make on the road, 10 penalties a game in the last five games on the road, like 40 plus penalty yards, uh, like, like difference between home and away, that's not good because it's going to be loud and it's going to be a very hostile environment. The other part is that Arkansas still leads the SEC in, in the country in sacks with 20. And Bama has, you know, had issues with the offensive line at time. But I think you're right. Like, I, there's nothing that they do that worries, worries me. I think we talked to, uh, with our guest about Arkansas, was that last week? about the Arkansas A&M game, and we brought that up. It's weird that or Arkansas was leading the, the country in sacks, but it didn't seem like their defensive line was that great. I saw a stat where a majority of their sacks came in one game against an FCS opponent. Yes, that is very true. So, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, they, I, I like... I don't know. I, I just they like Bama to win in this game. Southwest Missouri State. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Um, let's just – I think when anytime everyone's like – well, look, first of all, Arkansas coming off the field. like Sam Pittman looked like someone killed his dog after that game. That's fucked up. Maybe somebody just took it. Um, can you get off the mat after the, what was – pretty much a blown a completely blown game i mean you were up two touchdowns in that game um now it's a home game so that helps but i would prefer to be if i'm a razorback fan a night game here um this just seems like one of those classic games where everyone's talking about how bama on the road all these stats blah 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 and they just come up and beat that ass and that's i don't say i'm not gonna say beat that ass but i'll say they cover so 35 17 is okay. the score I like that a lot. Here's the last stat I'm going to give you. First off, Arkansas defense has given up over 400 yards in three of their four games this year. The only one they didn't was against A&M, who I think is physically incapable of gaining 400 yards of offense. Um, these are the last three games that Sam Pittman and Arkansas have played coming off a loss, right? This is in 2020. Actually, I'm sorry. This is, yeah, the last three. They lost to Georgia. Following week, they played at Ole Miss. They lost to Ole Miss. Lost that game. Following week, they came home after a devastating one-point loss that went to, I believe, overtime or close overtime. Uh, they scored in the last play of the game. So pretty similar to what we just saw a week ago in, yeah. in Arlington. They come back home to play an Auburn team that was not great and beat them at 15. Now, they won the following week against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Basically, what I'm saying is that they, they have not done well after a loss and bouncing back and getting up off the mat the last year year or so. 
the only games that they have won after a loss were against Arkansas Pine Bluff and Mizzou. And both of those games were at home. So I'm going to take Arkansas to cover, but I'm going to say it's something like 34 to 17. Like I, the hook, I think, is what, what saves them. Also, one point different than me, but I'm the idiot. Okay. I'll, I'll, how about this? I will say 34 24. Like, okay. there are still things. Well, no, they're not going to put up 24 points against Bama's defense. <laughs> They're not. Let's go with it. 34-17. You right. know what? Fuck it. Here, hold on. Bama, Bama 34, Arkansas 13. So they do cover. Yeah, they're going to cover. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Spineless, I tell you. All right. Hold on. You want to answer some of these questions in the, in the chat? What questions did we get? One just says, how could you? I think that's directed at me. Um, you really, they could be talking about anything. Let's In the see chat, where, where, where chat are we looking at? YouTube chat? Comments. Yeah. I don't see any questions. How many of those road games do they have their top two receivers? Oh, my Jeff God. Rollins? All right, we're done. Never mind. <laughs> oh, wait. All right, Trevor. Good talk. Wait, talk, wait, talk about the uh, Kiffin drama. Yeah. So what's going on like, with that? So he came out and was basically like, what the fuck? You guys always leave at like halftime of every game? Like he's like kind of pissed and he's like, what what else do we have to do? Well, he was upset that like he's like, when we come out there and it's like looks like a high school game. Well, like you're you haven't scheduled anybody, like any non-con games at Ole Miss, and I don't even know how long. And also, if you think about it, Kiffin does this whole like a little bit of a gaslighting thing. Like Kiffin's kind of a a good looking version of Jimbo in the fact that like when there's when there's opportunities for other jobs that he knows he can leverage into something like that. That's his gain. He starts doing these like little things. Like he had a couple comments about Auburn's like, you know, not the fan base, but like the, the, the power or boosters or whatever, and how they impact the program and, and like how, you know, that's going to impact their coaching search. He said the thing about, about old Mrs. Fans. I mean, that sucks that they have a 12 o'clock start against Kentucky. That should be like a primetime game. But also if you're playing Tulsa and Troy and like, even your biggest your biggest games that you play like Louisville last year was in Atlanta. Like, get yeah, a better yeah. fucking slate, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, in at least, yeah, it looks like I was just looking at that. The Braves are in extra innings with the Nationals and the Mets. Is baseball still happening? Are in the bottom of the ninth, tied with the Marlins. God damn it! Aaron Judge hit his sixty-first home run. This sucks. Um, all right, so don't forget this weekend, big slate. Your team, if you're tuned in live, you're listening to this later, chances are your team may lose this weekend. They could also win. Either way, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, 424-430-0045. We're going to play the best ones that we get on the show. So make them good. Don't go too crazy with the profanity or some of the crazy shit that you guys like to say. Do whatever you want. No, we're not going to. We're not going to. We don't play like the real crazy ones. We only play the ones that we like, the the ones that are the best. Maybe you love us. Maybe you hate us. Doesn't matter. Leave us a voicemail, 424-430-0045, and we will play your voicemail if you're good. I think if we're due for like a crazy, like like the crazy to come out, we are also uh, announcement real quick next week. What are you doing next next weekend? Next weekend, uh, I don't know. You want to go to Athens? 
Maybe. That's the AM Bama game? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, you're going with uh the lady friend, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I'll have to see. I'm going to Austin this weekend, which by the Can way just fucking figure it out, please, so I have a friend that goes with me to this thing. <laughs> Who's Georgia playing? Auburn. Okay. Oh, God, we got a bus nice. with a bunch a of massacre. booze and all that kind of stuff. If you're gonna be in Athens that weekend, hit us or hit me up. Hopefully, hit us up, um, and and we will be heading that way uh, for the game. So that's all I have to say. Tyler, we're uh, gonna watch a football game together. Yeah, it's not gonna be this weekend, and unfortunately, I won't be around for the Sunday show this weekend. I will be in Austin with uh, for work purposes. So I'm gonna try to go to the game. The only reason I'm going. It's a night game, Texas against West Virginia, is that Nelly is performing, I think, after or before. Have you never seen Nelly? No. Have a lot of people seen Nelly live? Bro, I've seen Nelly like have you have you never I dude, I'm dude, I just I'm a I'm a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes. Yeah, daps and hugs, mean mugs and shoulder shrugs. First off, I I, I we were like VIP. Remember I told you about the black uh bachelor party that I went to? It was at the yeah. compound in Atlanta, and it was Nelly's birthday. It was incredible. Happy birthday, Nelly. He invited you to his birthday. Jeff got arrested yeah. one time seeing him. Like it, like we were we were backstage. And he got arrested at a McDonald's afterwards. Good friends with Cornelius. <laughs> um. So so yeah, I don't know if producer Dan's going to fill in on Sunday. Maybe you're going to do a so- live solo pod, or maybe not a live pod, just a solo. Because you're going but, to see Nelly. Well, Saturday, I'm just going to be in work meetings on Sunday or work dinner. Um, so enjoy it. Hopefully Chris will figure out how to work the voicemails and can play them on the podcast. Um, anything else before we let the, the listeners go, go to the face or go to YouTube and check out that video. And if you guys have other ideas or content and shit like that, you guys want, I'm, I'm bored. So let me know. Davis Walker. I think, yes, you are leaving. Yeah, I think so. I'm against my will, but yeah, fired up. All right, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Um, five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us a review. We've been reading all the best reviews on here, so if you want your name or your Apple Podcast username dropped on there, leave us a good review. For Chris, I'm Tyler. Good luck this weekend, and we will see you Sunday or Crystal. See you.